For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise What up everyone, it is Nate with Streetwave I'm here live with William, what's going on man? How's it going? Hey, it's going well So I remember meeting you at the Prowler shoot um, We were in Independence, not too far away where we are now um, And you hand me your mask And that mask was insane Um I want to know how that mask came about. Coincidentally, that mask was uh, for somebody else named Nate. He's a professional wrestler, and um, he requested a scarecrow-style mask. Uh, you know, we've done a couple at this point, so we had to think of a different way of putting that together for him. So we decided to go with like a more patchwork uh, style of look with uh, many sewn pieces. Dope. So I looked into what you were doing on, on the Instagram. So I went to Rockwell Masks, and there is where I found out a little bit about you. I want to know a little bit more about you. So tell me your story. I don't know if we have enough time for the whole thing, but uh, I've been a lifelong artist. Um, I have stories from my family dating back to as far back as I could hold a pencil. I've been doing artwork. Um, started off doing more... 2D artwork, drawing, painting, and those, you know, cheaper art styles, and then started to get into wire art. Uh, started to sell wire and clay sculptures in 2010, and um, eventually got to a financial position where I could try leather, and uh, um, was also doing some scrap metal welding sculptures, and uh, those two kind of took off more than the rest, and really kind of hit my passion, and, you know... Uh, Took it to where it's at now. Damn. Uh, I was watching the horror film Jigsaw, and he was wearing like a, a pig mask. Have you done one of those before? Like a leather one? I have not done a pig mask yet. I did get a lead for that, and uh, also a gorilla mask. Those two are ones that I, I'd really love to do. At this point, um, it, I've been fortunate enough to get enough commissions that it's... You know, I don't get to do anything I want to do necessarily. Well, I mean, I, I want to do them all, but, uh, you know, you get into a, a situation where you don't do any for you projects, which is, it, it's exciting too. But um, until somebody pays for a pig, I don't get to do a pig. <laughs> um, on the mask uh, manufacturing, how long does it usually take if you just say uh, a normal mask? Well, it varies a great deal. Um, I think my most extensive mask took about 50 or 60 hours, and um, the smaller, like the simple masks, take about two hours. Um, relating on masks, um, how many have you done, do you think, so far? It's been at least a 1,000. Um, I have no idea of the exact count. I've donated... Um, over a hundred masks to different events and causes. And uh, uh, so I don't have really a tally on those. And then, um, you know, different show pieces as well. I've done about 300 custom commissions at this point. Oh, that's incredible. Most of the commissions are for wrestlers. Actually, my, my largest clientele at this point is professional wrestlers. Do you have a favorite wrestler? They're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, if you were an animal, what kind you what kind would you be and why? I would love to be a hummingbird. Um, 
It's the only bird that can float, essentially, and stay in its position. It's a precision animal, and it's also one that I've... Uh, a longer story another time, but um, I've had different life-changing experiences surrounding the, the sight of a hummingbird, so it's kind of my my spirit animal, if you will. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so since this is the, the Halloween um, special, uh, I want to ask, um, do you have a favorite uh, horror flick? Um, to be honest, favorite is hard to say, but the, the one that always struck me as being the most scary was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, back as a kid. I, I tried watching one of those when I was nine years I old. I still can't. <laughs> yeah, I like, still can't. <laughs> I remember putting that in, getting like, five to ten minutes in turning it off and just sitting on the couch in silence like why did you do that <laughs> see that's what happens with horror films with me i i will sit on one and if i know a scary scene is coming on i'll mute that thing <laughs> so quick because i'm i'm not down to get scared you're right you know, are you into haunted houses at all do you i've actually never been to one i will never i will <laughs> never pay to go one so if someone could pay me to go i'll go but like out of my pocket that's not gonna happen uh, again it's just um, I don't like getting the shit scared out of me and paying for it. <laughs> right, in the, same, yeah. in the same sense. At least, at least on Netflix, it's it's you know five ninety nine a month. So <laughs> right, I don't yeah. mind watching some of those. I'm really into like Jason. Yeah, um, a leather Jason mask would be dope. Yeah, so we did do kind of uh, a Jason mask for the Horror King. Oh. It was um, the Jason mask with. Uh, it was actually a different, it was like a layered mask with multiple um, elements to it or multiple inspirations, I guess. Um, I can't think, but uh, we're doing another one for him that's Jason-esque, but we're trying to figure out the final concept for that one. Damn. Yeah. Like the, the 1980s version. Yeah, right. Or like some of my favorites. I'm not a big fan of like Jason versus uh, Freddy. Did, that was, uh, it was a little funny though. It was, was funny. funny. <laughs> it wasn't at scary the same at all. I was but... like, this is dumb. And they did, I think they did one like Jason X like in space as well. Oh really? I didn't see like, that one. Yeah, that uh, was ridiculous. <laughs> um, so what, what's next for you? What, what's, on the, what's on the plate for this coming fall and winter just looking to build uh for the near term trying to get um, some more products that are less mask centric and more for holiday shoppers you know to keep us afloat through the the winter season and then um we're gonna do a lot more outreach and try to to see ourselves in more uh more stores and more um you know large production companies and that sort of cool. thing so yeah. so a lot of outreach trying to promote that yeah. yeah um how can we find out or where can we find out things that are going on with rockwell's mask um instagram and facebook instagram is definitely probably the best point uh to see all of the highlights and that's you know at rockwell masks awesome hell yeah well i appreciate your time man definitely thank you for having me yeah dude we're out The Mosque of the Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe In an assembly of phantasms such as I have painted, it may well be supposed that no ordinary appearance could have excited such sensation. In truth, the masquerade license of the night was nearly unlimited, but the figure in question had out-herited Herod, 
and gone beyond the bounds of even the prince's indefinite decorum. There are chords in the hearts of the most reckless which cannot be touched without emotion. Even with the utterly lost, to whom life and death are equally jests, there are matters of which no jest can be made. The whole company indeed seemed now deeply to feel that in the costume and bearing of the stranger neither wit nor propriety existed. The figure was tall and gaunt and shrouded from head to foot in the habiliments of the grave. The mask which concealed the visage was made so nearly to resemble the countenance of a stiffened corpse that the closest scrutiny must have had difficulty in detecting the cheat. Yet all this might have been endured if not approved by the mad revelers around, but the mummer had gone so far as to assume the type of the Red Death. His vesture was dabbled in blood, and his broad brow with all the features of the face was besprinkled with the scarlet horror. When the eyes of the Prince Prospero fell upon this spectral image with a slow and solemn movement as if more fully to sustain its role stalked to and fro amongst the waltzers, he was seen to be convulsed in the first moment with a strong shudder either of terror or distaste, but in the next his brow reddened with rage. Who dares, he demanded hoarsely of the courtiers who stood near him, who dares insult us with this blasphemous mockery? Seize him and unmask him that we may know whom we have to hang at sunrise from the battlements. It was in the eastern or blue chamber in which stood the Prince Prospero as he uttered these words. There rang throughout the seven rooms loudly and clearly, for the prince was a bold and robust man, and the music had become hushed at the waving of his hand. It was in the blue room where stood the prince with a group of pale courtiers by his side. At first he spoke there was a slight rushing movement of this group in the direction of the intruder, who at the moment was also near at hand, and now with deliberate and stately step made closer approach to the speaker, but from the a certain nameless awe with which the mad assumptions of the mummer had inspired the whole party, there were found none who put forth hand to seize him, so that unimpeded he passed within a yard of the prince's person, and while the vast assembly, as if with one impulse, shrank from the centers of the room to the walls, he made his way uninter uninterruptedly, but with the same solemn and measured step which had distinguished him from the first. Through the blue chamber to the purple, through the purple to the green, through the green to the orange, through this again to the white, and even thence to the violet, ere a decided movement had been made to arrest him. It was then, however, that the Prince Prospero, maddening with rage at the shame of his own momentary cowardice, rushed hurriedly through the six chambers, which none followed him on account of a deadly terror that had seized upon all. He bore aloft a drawn dagger and approached in rapid impetuosity to within three or four feet of the retreating figure. When the latter, having attained the extremity of the velvet department, turned suddenly and confronted his pursuer, there was a sharp cry, and the dagger dropped gleaming upon the sable carpet, upon which instantly afterwards fell, prostrate in death, the Prince Prospero. Then summoning the wild courage of a despair, a throng of the revelers at once threw themselves into the black apartment, and seizing the mummer, whose tall figure stood erect and motionless with the shadow of the ebony clock, gasped in unutterable horror at finding the grave cerements and corpse-like mask which they handled with so violent a rudeness, untenanted by any tangible form. And now was acknowledged 
the presence of the Red Death. He had come like a thief in the night, and one by one dropped the revelers in the blood-bedewed holes of their revel, and died each in the despairing posture of his fall. And the life of the ebony clock went out with that of the last of the gay, and the flames of the tripods expired, and the darkness and decay and the red death held illimitable dominion over all. The end. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match.